0: hey everybody thanks for tuning in to this very first episode of the new health by design podcast we've uh, changed it a little bit recently um, to just give you more actionable tips on how you can design a lifestyle that is going to help you improve your health uh, your career and just about everything else so of course we're going to stick with the same great stuff as we always have we're going to be talking about lots of stuff to do especially when it comes to holistic nutrition holistic lifestyle talking about you know the internal the external your environment and how you mediate in the middle but today i am sitting with dr me me langling Yes. Yes. That's, that's a tricky one.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, and me. Yes. Yes.
0: As you know, I was recently in Hong Kong where I did an excellent podcast with uh, Terry Chow on Feng Shui. And while I was there, I also did some street tours, as you guys saw, where I went through some uh, different streets in Hong Kong and one of my interests that I've always really liked is. Uh, traditional Chinese medicine. I've always found it very I- exciting and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Things like Qigong, um, you know, Rusita in, in Thailand, Indian yoga, all that sort of stuff. All just that holistic stuff that makes people feel good. And you are a traditional Chinese doctor here in Vancouver, correct? Yes. yes. Now, where did you do your training from? I read that you were in Taiwan for a little while. And yes, yeah. I was.
1: So I was informally introduced to traditional Chinese medicine in China. Okay. when I taught uh, English at a traditional Chinese medical university. Okay. Uh, so I taught the um, undergraduate students and graduate students, and I was their um, guinea pig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, a guinea pig patient for some, some treatments that I needed, mm-hmm. and uh, in the clinic as well, attending their school clinic. And that really interested me very much in okay. Chinese medicine. and. I did some self study, did some study with them, considered studying there formally. um, So, this is all while you were teaching? And that was all while I was teaching for two years at that particular university. And it was very in a remote place in -hmm. in China, in Jiangxi province. Oh, okay. Which is more southern, south of the Yangtze River, uh, but north of Guangdong province. Oh, okay. Um, One of the poorest provinces in in China at that time. And, and then I came back and did some other things and realized that actually my passion is still Chinese medicine because I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. I had come back and I was teaching. So then I went into the TCM school here. Uh, the International College of TCM of Vancouver. In Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. on Granville and Broadway. Okay. Uh, and did the five year program. Is that how long it is? It's five years. It's a five, five year, year full time. It's a five year full time wow. program okay. to be a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. Wow. Okay. Um, the exams are quite rigorous, and mm-hmm. um, both practical and written exams. Mm-hmm. And um, and ended by internship in Taiwan. Okay, yeah. and
0: where, when it, was it? Tai Tai Chong. Tai Chong. Tai Chong. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. So, um, what really, what, what was it that you found so interesting about traditional Chinese medicine?
1: Well, I come from a family of doctors. Okay. Um, but like all M.D.s, in, and all in the Western field. Western field. Okay. Other than other than my father's father, okay. who was an acupuncturist in Malaysia, mm-hmm. and um, once he went blind, then his wife would do the actual needling, but he would palpate. Okay. Um, What's the palpate? Palpate is to, to press, oh, to, okay. to find the points, gotcha, so he gotcha. would find the points by finger, by touch, and then she would do the... Okay, wow, needling. so he
0: kept yeah. practicing even though he couldn't sing. Though wow, he okay. see, wow, right. okay, that's impressive.
1: Um, so that's the only influence of Chinese medicine on, on that side, but other than that, my mother's father, um, and his father, and my, my father and uh, my sister and brother-in-law are all, are all in Western medicine. Okay. Um, and I had wanted to go into medicine from a very young age and mm-hmm. thought I might be interested in neurology. Yeah. Um, and then when I came to university at UVCA, I realized, um, actually, that's pretty compartmentalized. And that okay. wasn't the way that I wanted to continue learning. I'm very yeah, much...
0: just too much, too much, just like focus on one. Focus
1: on one, and it's very separate from looking at how they are interrelated yeah
0: which we're going to get to which for we're going to sure. get to yes but my question to you is with a family that was very much into western medicine <laughs> how did they react when you said you wanted to do with chinese medicine
1: yeah it was there was a bit of pushback yeah and i i have always been about because i have a background in both my, my mother is english Scottish and my father is Malaysian-Chinese. Okay. And so I'm a blend. I'm a product of Eastern and Western culture. Okay. And so naturally... Eurasian. Eurasian. You can say <laughs> it like that, sure. Mixed race. I mean, there's all kinds of yep. ways to put it. Um, and so I have a very strong intention, so do all my sisters, mm-hmm. where we... Our natural instinct is to integrate and okay. to constantly think, okay, how does this relate to this and how how can we unify or integrate or m- understand things in a way that's complementary Okay. rather than block by block, compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was something that it, I think is just in my DNA, literally. Yeah. And that is what drew me to Chinese medicine. And yeah. I just have stuck with that.
0: But what did Dad say? What,
1: when you <laughs> you said, Dad,
0: I want to do Chinese medicine. And he was like, oh, um, urology. <laughs> you
1: know, he... he you know. Uh, I'm a very persistent person. Yeah. Just I, I have a very persevering character, mm-hmm. um, and that's partly from, you know, how my parents have raised me. Yeah. So. They're getting, so you they're, just told them that's the way it's going to be. They're getting, <laughs> they're getting the results yeah, of that. Exactly, and okay. So he just kind of had to go with it, and okay. then eventually I was giving him treatments for oh, okay. or, or back pain or this and that. Has and he come to
0: accept it more now? he
1: has benefited from it. Yeah. Okay. He has really benefited from it. Now, so now he sends people to me for things that he may not necessarily be able to okay. help them with other than maybe prescribing painkillers.
0: Speaking of it, there's other lings in this office I noticed. So yes. is, there, is it relation? Yes. Okay. And so the
1: MD next door is my father. Okay so, yes. amb-
0: okay, so the okay, so the So you guys are, must be getting along pretty good if he's <laughs> yes. right next door. Yes. Uh, so and we've
1: were- been practicing together for uh, almost eight years. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. So and so, how long have you been doing the chi- the traditional Chinese medicine for? Like, how long have you been certified and practicing?
1: Certified and practicing eight years. Eight
0: years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And things are going good. Things are going really yeah. well. Yes. Have you found that? Um, now, obviously, we're in Richmond, which is a very you know Asian kind of dominant culture. Mm-hmm. But have you found that traditional Chinese medicine has it been catching on more mainstream? in the last few years? Have I would you say so. yeah, Have you yeah. noticed more increases yeah. in like just the, the Western people, I mm-hmm. guess, doing it? Okay.
1: Um, like, even though my practice is in Richmond, most of my patient base, client base is, is not Asian. Okay. Um, at least not East Asian. Um, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of South Asians and um, uh, Middle Eastern um, okay. people from all over the world, okay. literally. Nice. Uh, European, Western European, Central Eastern European. No, okay. Um, so, yeah. it's, so it's that really catching European. on. Right? Yes. Yeah.
0: yes. Now, you had said before, and that's what I want to get into a bit. Is um, you know, you found that the, the the kind of the Western aspect is a little too compartmentalized. For me. Yes, for you, for you. <laughs> but I know a lot of people. A lot of people. Kind of one of the biggest problems right now, or not problems. But one of the biggest skeptics, Uh, I guess what the complaints about is Western medicine is that there is so much compartmentalization Mm -hmm. when it comes to disease and illness Mm -hmm. and you know people always seem to be looking for that one quick fix Mm -hmm. Um, so tell everybody what is what's the kind of the philosophy behind traditional Chinese medicine for people that might not know what it is right so (laughs)
1: um, in a nutshell it's really about finding a balance Okay. and understanding that that balance is not static.
0: Okay, so what does that
1: mean? So that that balance is always, dy- it's always dynamic. It's always going to change based on the seasons, based on the age, based on stressor factors, based on what we're eating and putting into our body, based on climate we're traveling, um, whether we have children or not, things, relationship things that are going on. All of those factors are going to affect the balance in the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual areas of our body.
0: Gotcha. So, how does it work then? If somebody comes in, because that's a lot of that's a lot of ifs, you know, a a lot lot of could variables. be, could be, could be variables. A lot of how variables, do you yes. how do you handle all those variables? Like, does somebody <laughs> have to fill out like an eight hundred word questionnaire? Like, no, no, no. And, okay. and this
1: this is where it's uh, probably very much um, dependent on the skill of the practitioner. Okay, in their questioning and in their um, discernment. Okay. skills of what what we need to pick out that's really the top priority so to look right now. So does it right start now.
0: off with the kind of a, I like, think is there like a brief consultation oh, you yeah. normally do yeah. and then you kind of, yeah. do you yeah. ask them like what do you think the biggest problem is or do you try
1: Oftentimes to I do. Oftentimes okay. I do because oftentimes people know. Yeah, people they know. inherently know what they, their They, uh, they already is. know, you know, if stress and relationship issues are the number one mm-hmm. problem that's causing their issues. What are the number
0: one problems that you see if you were to kind of put on a bell curve?
1: Mm. Emotional. A lot of it is very emotional, where people are either denying their emotions, they're not wanting to face them, um, or they don't know what to do with them.
0: Okay, so emotional problems are the big ones. Now, once you've figured out kind of like, let's say, the problem, or at least what you think the root of the problem is, there are, a lot of people have this misconception that traditional Chinese medicine is just like herbal teas. Like, you know, you would walk down the streets, so you have the herbal, you know, the Chinese medicine streets all just like dry fish and Mm -hmm. everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, but there's a lot more to it than just that. Mm -hmm. Because you, you yourself, in your practice, from what I saw, you you offer the four. Yes. uh, Which is what? What are they all?
1: So, the first one that ever developed is medical qigong.
0: Okay, so medical qigong.
1: And that's different from qigong in general. It's one of three specific areas of Qigong.
0: Okay, what's Qigong for people that don't know? So
1: Qigong is um, kind of like the grandparent of Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the energy aspect. Okay. It offers the healing through energy and being able to feel your energy move through your body.
0: Okay, so is it all movement-based then?
1: Not necessarily. It's no? very much visualization and meditation-based Okay. as well. But it requires a lot of mm, focus. So if somebody is, and this is why Tai Chi is... Um, the grandchild of Qigong.
0: Because mm-hmm. Qigong is about 6,000 years old or so. It's very and old. Tai Chi is like somewhere between 700 and 1500. Exactly. Correct,
1: exactly. Um, so it's not just movement based, but it really involves um, tuning into your body on a very physical level, but also on a very emotional, mental, and spiritual level so that you can feel how the energy is moving through. And not just energy of uh, you know tingling here and there, but mm-hmm. actually um, feeling. Um, emotions shift Okay. as we as we go through different practices. So
0: what does, so then Tai Chi, we all know, is kind of like that slow, fluid movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you said Qigong is a lot more than that. So what are the different aspects of Qigong? There's, there is a movement aspect. There is there's, definitely there's, a is movement there, aspect. When you say meditation, is it like a silent sound, of like breathing it meditation? Can be, it can be is silent.
1: There? It can be aloud. Um, there's also a healing sound aspect. So okay. we... Have certain sounds that we either vocalize aloud or softly or silently to bring healing to specific organs at various levels. And the various levels that I'm talking about are those three levels: the physical, the mental, emotional, and the spiritual levels.
0: Okay, would that sort of be sort of something similar to like an OM in yoga, like that, Uh, or like more like a binary beat? Or OM
1: Om would be like very specific for bringing healing to the upper chest and head. Okay. And there are very, there are different sounds for different levels um, and in terms of uh, different, um, whether what we call lower dantian or the lower abdomen, middle mm-hmm. dantian at the heart level, and then the upper dantian is, is the okay. chest and
0: head. And then these sounds, that are they, is it some kind of instrument? Do you make it yourself? Is it like, cause I know there's apps now that have like binary beats that help yeah. you get in the zone? Yeah,
1: generally we make it ourselves. So, that okay. um, as we're vocalizing it, we can feel the vibration in the body, okay. we can feel the vibration in that particular organ okay. that is being um, targeted for okay. healing.
0: So, is the medical Qigong a little more focusing on like the sounds and stuff like that versus just the movement, like you would see in a Tai Chi class or something
1: like that? Both. It's both. called both. Okay. But what it's focused on is it's focused on healing. Okay. As opposed to martial arts Qigong, which is focused on. The martial arts aspect yep. of using it for either defense or um, um, physical—what's um, it called?
0: Uh, Just physical, physical
1: strength, strength. Yeah, yeah.
0: And is because I know a little bit about Qigong. There's a place I was I uh, was quite interested. I was following them a lot in Thailand. And um, what are, there's the five animals, too, correct? Is there mm-hmm. the, the five animals, yeah. and, then, and then how do the five elements? Do the five elements fit into this as well? Absolutely, yeah, so, very important. So how, how are they? How do they fit in? I know how they fit in, in feng shui because you know Terry Chow talked about how yeah, they fit in feng yeah. shui and the, you know putting the elements around in your home. But right. how does it fit in a qigong?
1: So every element is related to a particular internal organ. Okay. So the heart is related to fire,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the animal phoenix. Okay. So we call it the red phoenix okay because the color for heart is red mm-hmm. or it can be pink uh, for people who already are very hot up in their chest then we encourage more of a pink color okay
0: um, does that literally mean like pink clothing or pink? Um, visualization like, visualization
1: maybe. meditations would be more in the pink or even white okay white pink is too hot um, the kidney is associated with turtle and okay. snake okay um, and the color is blue-black I was um, gonna say green. I was wrong. <laughs> it's 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 a really dark yeah dark blue. Okay, it could almost be a dark blue green, but it's more. Is that dark a, that's blue, water black. too, in and fire. water. Yeah, okay. And the element is water. Okay. Yeah. Um. And the direction is north. Fire um, on heart. Is the direction is south. Okay. Um. That's considered the amber. Which makes sense because south yep. is
0: warm and amber. Okay. Yes. So you got you um, got the fire. You got the water.
1: Yes. Um. Metal is lungs. Mm-hmm. and that's tiger okay and the color is white okay the direction is west gotcha and dragon is east mm-hmm. and liver green and wood okay in terms of element okay yeah
0: Wow, very interesting. So that, that's a lot to know. That's I can see why it takes five years because you got to yeah. put on, got to get to know the animal, the color, the organ. And the that's element. just a few of those. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it gets yeah. very complex. It's like Ayurveda too. Ayurveda can seem really easy, but it gets extremely complex, yes, especially jumping to like vast douche charts and all that sort of stuff yes. too. It was pretty crazy. Um, so okay, so you got the you got the Qigong. Mm-hmm. And then what's the Mental next? Medical Qigong. Medical Qigong, sorry. And what's so the next medical part?
1: medical Qigong and then acupuncture.
0: Acupuncture.
1: Right. Um, which
0: is interesting because acupuncture now, I know in Canada, but, but 15 years ago or so, I don't mm-hmm. think it was covered under...
1: Um, MSP. Yeah, MSP. Yes. It was because
0: mm-hmm. it was considered then a pseudoscience. But now, right. since then, it's actually fully insurable. Now yes. Get, which is really interesting. Well,
1: it's insurable for those who are registered as low income. Oh, okay. Um, which is under 28000 Okay. But it's insurable if people have extended, it's often insurable if people have extended health. Okay. With their but it's just great
0: because, you know, just it's it's now being accepted completely as legitimate yes. where before yes. it was always such a struggle. Yeah.
1: And it's deductible from income tax as well. Oh, is it? Even oh, okay. If, even if you're not um, insured. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. keep your
0: receipts. Yes, keep okay. your receipts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So acupuncture <laughs> is number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, ne- what's the other uh, one?
1: Then there's medical massage. Okay, which is like Twaina. You've probably heard of Twaina.
0: I don't know what Twaina is. No, which okay. one's so that? So
1: Twaina is very specific to. Um, it's kind of the. It's where chiropractics originated from. Okay. Um. So bone adjustment. Um, okay. And joint adjustments. Okay. Um, through pulling and pulling and pushing manipulations
0: okay yeah I okay I've heard I just didn't know it was called twain yeah. okay so that's yeah. three so that's 3 uh-huh. the fourth one is the herbal medicine the fourth one's the herbal yes. medicine yeah. and now that's the one I think people are really interested in a lot of the okay. times um so what there's a lot of herbal medicines aren't there, there how are. many yes. actual like substances are there
1: Oh, there's hun- there's hundreds. Hundreds. There's hundreds that we can choose from.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then, what sort of things do you like? What, what do you do with them? So you got all these herbs. What what do you, what is the point of them? Like, what are people getting? Like, you mix them. People is it like you have a certain problem? You get a certain herb, or there's certain mixes. Like, how does it all work? If you are somebody who's a city, like, what's with all these herbs?
1: Right. And so herbs are generally um, prescribed in formula form. Okay. And. If doctors are really good then they can customize those formulas or they can use patented formulas Mm -hmm. that have been passed down for hundreds of years okay or they can modify they can use a patented formula and add other herbs to it and and modify it slightly as is needed for the the patient.
0: What are some of the more popular sort of just like sort of the the ones that have really become quite mainstream are there any particular ones I know ginger is very popular
1: in terms um, of single herbs? Yeah,
0: it's tr- single herbs, yeah. Yeah,
1: so ginger, ginseng, mm-hmm. uh, cordyceps, reishi, right now those are really popular.
0: Yeah, lion's mane, lion's I think mane, is up there. Uh, lion's mane yeah. isn't
1: in our um,
0: That's not in, not your in our herbal okay. compendium. Okay, but the, the reishi definitely is. But I mean, the all the mushrooms, the mushrooms and cordyceps, are mushrooms and cordyceps yep. for sure. Yeah, is that yeah, more, sure. and I know the cordyceps, they're really good for um, like stamina and oxygen. Yes, and yeah. also
1: it's, it's a naturally balancing yin and yang. Okay. Uh, Herb and so it can be taken long term, unlike a lot of other herbs that cannot be taken long term. Like ginseng, I typically don't recommend people to take long term.
0: Yeah, okay. um,
1: Because of its nature of of being very hot, particularly the Siberian and Korean ginseng. Okay. It's not for every constitution, but it needs to be balanced with other herbs. Gotcha. This is is also what I want to mention about formulas. Um, The way Chinese herbal formulas are put together is very unique. Okay. Unlike pharmaceuticals that are mm-hmm. a very single single, like single um, isolate isolate right mm-hmm. with Chinese herbs, we have uh, four or five categories within a formula. There's the chief herb mm-hmm. that has the main action okay. Then what we call the deputy herb mm-hmm. then we have um, envoy herbs that mm-hmm. take the herbs of all that formula to the targeted area of the body okay. And then we have uh, messenger herbs, okay. which are adjunct to the chief and the deputy's support. Or they have, okay. or they have a, an opposing function to prevent um, the chief and the deputy herbs from overbearing in being, being too strong. So
0: it's similar in at least one way to saying, take and say, um, curcumin with black pepper. Because the black pepper helps with the absorption of the curcumin to help deliver mm-hmm. it to the body better. Right. So is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Cool. But they're both hot. Yes. But they're both hot. And so then probably what would be best for somebody who already has a hot constitution, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of inflammation, um, would be to add a little bit of a cooling herb.
0: Okay. Now, you keep saying constitution, and you you say there's hot people and there's cold people.
1: Yeah, yes. constitution-wise.
0: So this is similar then to Ayurvedic medicine, mm-hmm. where you have... Um, the fire, you know, the, the three doshas where you have the yeah. fire, the water, and the wind. Yes. Um, what is it in Chinese medicine? Is it just two? Or no, there's no? many. Oh, there's okay. There's many.
1: Um, you can have hot, cold, damp, a very dry constitution. Is that
0: people like dry, flaky skin and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah.
1: yeah, And they're very typically a bit more emaciated, skinny, very dry okay. skin, not just... Well, let's talk about all, all the different skin, kinds. Okay,
0: so that's the, that's the dry right? kind. Right. What's a fire kind like? Like a type A personality?
1: A little bit more. They might have a bit more of a red face, rosacea, maybe some... Redness in the scalp. They're more fiery in terms of their attitude. Do you or find like they have
0: higher blood pressure? Maybe not. Could no? be.
1: It could be, but not necessarily. Um, okay. But they tend to be more outbursty in their, okay. In their emotions. Okay. Um, so Angry people. A little bit more. Yeah, that's that's very <laughs> typical. That okay. Would be very typical of a fire. Is that person. like
0: businessmen you find kind of linked to that? Is yeah, a correlation yeah. between yeah. that too? Or, or just or people, people.
1: Or just people who are really stressed. Okay. Just people who are also just generally quite stressed out would be. Okay. A fire person
0: gotcha. so you have fire people uh, yeah. so we, we have dry people fire people what's a damp person
1: a damp person would um, there's a lot of depression with dampness okay and a lot of um, weight gain okay um, low mood low low energy okay. low alertness so like s- s- like really like in a swamp kind of, kind of in a swampy sort of okay. environment literally in their body but also mentally emotionally
0: gotcha yeah Okay, so there's the damp and then there is cold. the cold. There's cold. I can so imagine that's gonna be people with like cold joints. Yeah, cold
1: hands, cold cold fingers, cold joints. They're affected by the cold a lot. So
0: they would get more yang medicine? Yes. More like fluid. hots. Yep, hots yep. like cayenne's yep. and stuff. So I don't know if you use cayenne but things like that. Yep. yep okay. Yep, and then so you got cold. And then it says four. Um, so
1: far, like. And then there's blood stasis. But
0: that's a type, blood stasis. Yeah. Doesn't sound as sexy as the other ones do. No. (laughs) (laughs) So what's a blood stasis person?
1: So that That just sounds so much
0: less attractive. You know, oh, you're cold, you're hot, you know, blood stasis. (laughs) So
1: um, that's like precursor for heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. For people who are are having like a lot of intense chest pains. Okay. um, Or it's radiating to the left arm. Um, Oh, okay. Or even if they're not necessarily a precursor heart attack, um, but they have a lot of shortness of breath. Okay. And um, that's causing difficulty in being physically active. Okay. Um, That could also show up with women who have a lot of menstrual pain and they have fibroids. That's another another type of constitution. Okay, so So those are the
0: five. That's
1: five. Then there's one more there's also phlegm. There's actually two more. Phlegm and wind.
0: Phlegm and wind. Okay, so, okay, let's talk about phlegm. I can imagine that guy got <coughs> a lot of yep. lung problems, yep. bronchitis, exactly. asthma, maybe. Sleep
1: apnea, snoring is part of that. That's Okay, here.
0: so lots of breathing issues you're going to this person. Um,
1: lots of phlegm that's been congested in the chest and the lungs. Okay. But that phlegm can, usually that's where phlegm resides, but mm-hmm. that can also be um, lower down in the middle, middle dantean in the abdomen, okay. even in the lower dantian, in the um, lower belly area and the, in the organs there. Okay. Okay. Um, and but yeah a lot of respiratory issues gotcha and then wind is people who have a lot of tremors or they you know they have a shake or neuropathies where they they have um so like parkinson's parkinson's yeah yeah, parkinson's um there was another one there uh or early parkinson's okay um neuropathies Mm -hmm. nerve neuropathies um yeah
0: now, a lot of this stuff, so some of it, I guess, when you're looking at somebody and you're going to, now, are there mixes too? Can it yes. be a mix? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Is there, al- is there like an even mixes ever? Is there always like you lean a little towards one or the other?
1: Most people are mixes. Most okay. people are not just all one type that we've yeah. just described. Yeah, I guess
0: a fire person would be super high stress if they were just the one. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's right. That's They'd right. probably be yeah. dead already. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not wish that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you'd be a pretty angry guy, I think, if you were all fire.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: for woman. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man or woman, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so now, when you're looking at them, do you? Or
1: kid, actually, too. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. children too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hyper.
0: Have you found like uh, hyperactivity in kids has been? Do you find do you get a lot of that nowadays? Uh, some the kind of kids, yeah. yeah what some. would that be kind of considered more? If it's
1: they a bit more fire, and yeah, children tend to be a bit more fire and mm-hmm. a bit more isolated as fire because okay. they have so much young energy. Well, yeah, they already. Have so much energy, in them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: like a kitten. You know, just so much more energy than a cat <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um so now when you're when you're looking at them and you're assessing them do you look at like you said you a smart person you can even tell by looking at them kind of a way. so how, how are all the different ways you would assess what a person is obviously like you said you know you can look at them visually so okay. that's one way you can yep. s- kind of just get an idea and right. what are the other things is there like a survey you know? Yeah, so
1: we have four methods of um, doing a diagnos- diagnostic, mm-hmm. so we're taking the pulse, so we're palpating on their wrists and, and finding the pulse. Okay. Um, we're asking questions. Mm-hmm. We can have a smell, like if a s- when people do their breathing, you know, if there's an odor mm-hmm. from the breath, or okay. the general body odor, okay. or foot odor, um, observation, um, and... I'm doing a blank now. Do <laughs> and there's one more. <laughs> and there's
0: one more. Yes. <laughs> there's one more. Um,
1: so there's observation, yeah, observation. listening, smelling, mm-hmm. um, That's three.
0: palpation. And something else we can get back to. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I didn't send you the questions ahead of time. That was sneaky. Uh, we'll get back to it though. Um, so, what is the. When the person traditionally comes to inquiry. you, inquiry, inquiry, inquiry. Yeah. Okay, asking yeah. them questions. Yeah, yeah. so survey. Yeah. kind of like in a way. Okay, so mm-hmm. just asking questions. Okay, so there you go. There we go. Now we got them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, who tends to to come to a Chinese traditional Chinese medicine overall? Right. Like what kind of person? Yeah. Or what so kind of person would you? Uh, yeah. We'll start with that. What kind of a person comes to Chinese traditional Chinese medicine?
1: Usually, the kind of person that would also go to a naturopath or okay. massage therapist regularly, or a chiropractor. So they're looking for something that's different, that's mm-hmm. not within the mainstream, where um, they're not gonna be just pushed pharmaceuticals. Um, people who wanna know a little bit more about their health. Okay. They wanna know a bit more about the causes. They wanna understand a bit more, how is this related to this that's happening in their body, in their gotcha. symptoms. Um, or, they, or a lot of people also come to Chinese medicine because they wanna feel heard. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have enough time that they're given with an MD. Or well, yeah, a when you
0: walk into a regular doctor's office, they, they don't ask you any questions. It's they're, usually just what's your symptom, thing. here's yeah. the pill to clear that right. up.
1: It's, there's often very little time. And uh, I hear a lot of complaints about that. And mm-hmm. so um, that's why my, my first visit is always an hour and a half. And it's a consult. Wow, so it's an hour and a half? An hour and a half in okay. the first visit with a okay. consult and a, and a treatment. Wow okay if we can if we have time to do the treatment, otherwise some people just they want to have the talk therapy.
0: Gotcha. Now is all this is all is this stuff too covered under like um, like healthcare Canada or anything like that or do people pay for it on their own? Like how does it work with?
1: So there's the. Like can I
0: use my BC Care card or?
1: So there's the there's the MSP that covers uh, twenty three dollars up to ten visits, so up to two hundred and thirty dollars per calendar year. Okay. For people who are registered with MSP as as needing premium assistance. Okay. Because of uh, being low income under twenty eight thousand a year. Okay. And, and then there's extended medical that often people have. With gotcha. That's more like a private with yeah. a company. Yeah.
0: Now, one thing we didn't actually talk about was cupping. I saw cupping on your website, mm-hmm. too. What yeah. Is that that would be the, uh, the fifth thing you have here? Or was that included in, like, That's the included. Acu- That's that included.
1: That's included as part of the, within the acupuncture. And what
0: is cupping? Because that one just looks weird. I mean, you know, that, one, that one's the one that kind of looks a little off sometimes. If <laughs> an outsider doesn't understand what it is, you know, you put these suction cups and it pulls the skin up and yeah. in. What, what is yeah. that for? So you've
1: probably seen a lot of athletes. Um, mm-hmm who have reported, you know, using cupping as a method and to It's very popular. I think they do it yeah. in Indian higher bank medicine too. I think yeah, they do um, a lot of Olympic athletes in the, in the last set of Olympics okay. um, including, I think, Michael Phelps and a lot of swimmers were using it and so cupping um, depending on how it's used, it can be really effective in moving blood circulation, but that's its main principle, okay. is, is to move stagnant blood flow, stagnant lymphatic flow um, and in moving that blood flow toxins also get unlocked. So okay. wherever there's wherever there's pain, there's mm-hmm. been some blockage of blood or lymph um, or toxins or all combined okay. in, in that area.
0: So what would be the difference then? Why would I do cupping say over the massage? Cuz right. some of the deep tissue massage and stuff like that does that as well. Yep, yeah. yep. So and why would I pick one over the other? So
1: a great massage therapist can certainly move that as well. Okay. Um with cupping, it's a little bit more passive, okay, because the practitioner doesn't need to work as hard physically to get that toxin mm-hmm. in those blood, uh, stagnant blood and, and lymph to move. Okay. Um, and then
0: it's probably not as painful either, so we're digging into it, it's into not it quite you. as
1: painful, yeah, and it's a bit less work for the body for the person receiving the treatment, it's a bit less work for their body to actually um, get that junk moving. Okay. The only thing with both of those though, mm-hmm. is if it's dry cupping or even sliding cupping, all those toxins are still swimming around in the body.
0: Yeah. Okay. And it's,
1: it's up. Yeah. To how the, do you get rid of them? Yeah. So it's yeah. up to the person. Cause you're releasing them,
0: but then it's releasing them from do? that
1: area, but then the body actually has to be able to flush it out of the body either through sweat, through urine, um, through bowel movement. Mm-hmm. Um, is that
0: where the use of your herbs can come in too? So that's where like the use the of herbs can come in. Some to herbs help, to help remove it?
1: Help, help remove it, help flush it out, okay. um, stimulate that, help speed up the process. Um, and this is why I offer wet cupping. is okay. because the wet cupping is basically bloodletting. Okay. And so we do the dry cupping, get those toxins to, to stimulate, to, to come up to the surface of the skin, mm-hmm. poke that area with the skin, and then put the cup back on, and the body exudes out as little or as much of that toxic blood into the cup
0: oh okay so after you actually poke with some pins right
1: and then you put the the,
0: in the the cup back Mm -hmm. on and then the cup has water inside of it i guess no No? no Oh, okay so what so does it get filled up with
1: stuff it may it may not i've never
0: seen white cupping before
1: it may or may 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 not get filled up it depends on the person's hydration level depends on um, whether they are a more dry constitution internally okay um, depends on how much Stagnancy is in their body. Whether mm-hmm. their body is able to move that um, gummed-up blood flow and lymphatic flow out of the system. Okay. Yeah. So I see people who c- can't move very much, mm-hmm. but the body it, body is wanting to, and it's you can see you can f- see and feel the resistance is there. Okay. And then other people who it 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 moves, but it's a really slow flow, mm-hmm. and other people who it um, moves smoothly, um, but gums up and Mm. It is indicated because of the color of the blood, the texture of the blood, um, and the quality of it, of how it actually comes out. Wow. You can see how toxic
0: it is. Is that a pretty popular therapy?
1: Uh, I have a lot of people who do um, come in asking for it Mm -hmm. um, because it's not a modality that's offered
0: very... Yeah, I haven't seen that one too many places. uh, I've heard that one too
1: much. It's not offered among my colleagues is not offered, basically. okay, So you're one of the few who actually does that one. Um, And then there are people who who don't know anything about it and they come in, and I feel that it would be something that they would really benefit from. And so I offer it to them and explain it to them. Mm -hmm. And by that time, oftentimes we've developed enough of a relationship of trust Mm -hmm. that they would allow me to to... Offer that to them.
0: The cupping you had said in all that um, is to move around the toxins.
1: How does... To unblock them.
0: Unblock them. Unblock, unblock, unblock them. them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, unblock them, then move them out, and then you can actually extract them. Right. So how does lifestyle play into this? Do you find it's exactly. Is it people with, like, do you find the people that really need that? Are they people that work in really industrial areas, people who work in really pollution, high pollution mm-hmm. areas, like...
1: Everything from the high pollution or firefighters, Mm -hmm. that's really high pollution, and so they're dealing with an enormous amount of toxicity um, coming into their lungs, um, to people who have had poor diets or poor lifestyle, you know, drinking or or so on, um, with really poor quality food the last 10, 20 years.
0: Gotcha. And how does, that's kind of what I want to get into next. How does the nutrition advice work? Do mm-hmm. you, because now, now, I'd asked you earlier in, off camera, but we'll talk about it. So mm-hmm. you have different, and I'd said to you, if somebody needs a blood test, because I'm sure there's points mm-hmm. where somebody needs a blood test or even a hormone panel, mm-hmm. um, you would you would kind of outsource that, or you would, would recommend it, recommend it mm-hmm. to go to say, is it like your father or somebody like that, um, or?
1: yes if they were already seeing him okay if they needed a new gp then i would recommend them to come and see him unfortunately right now he's not taking new patients
0: okay Um, but you would work with somebody if you needed a hormone panel done
1: okay but i would recommend that they go and ask whoever their md or gp is gotcha so i'm not the one asking their gp to do it for them
0: yeah no for sure okay so then so if you need so if that sort of stuff done, but what about it comes to diet now? Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're not a registered dietitian no. or a nutritionist. So how does that work then? Like how does the diet? Con-
1: so dietary training and dietary counseling is part of our training. Okay. Um. Within Chinese medicine. Okay. Um. I make it. It was a small part of our TCM training, and I make it quite a large part of what I offer. Okay. The nutritional counseling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But my approach, obviously, is from a Chinese medicine perspective. Yeah. So understanding what, what foods cause certain constitution types, as what we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. that aggravate the constitution type that they're already imbalanced in. Mm-hmm. And how to rebalance that with maybe some opposites. So a okay. person who is a very swampy, damp, damp constitution would want more drying foods. Okay. A little bit maybe warmer if they're also damp and cold because mm-hmm. i that Makes often close together. If they're really damp and heat type constitution, then um, we'd have a balance of some cold, some warming, and some drying um, okay. foods in there.
0: And what about um, things like ex- what about exercise? I'll go over a bunch of them. What about exercise? What mm-hmm. kind of how does that work? Like do you do you work with any particular trainers or do you just give like, how does that work? If somebody you're like, yeah, you just need to exercise and move more and you know,
1: right. Um, So sometimes people already have physiotherapists that they're working with. They have personal trainers they're working with. And I absolutely support that Mm -hmm. um, and encourage them to go back maybe to their personal trainer or physiotherapist and saying, you know, um, do you have exercises specific for this kind of shoulder injury, or this kind of hip or knee injury, um, and and kind of let them know, okay, what what I would give them, Mm -hmm. um, and they can check that with their trainer or physiotherapist. Okay. Uh, If they don't have somebody already on their team Mm -hmm. from those fields, then um, then I I make suggestions as well. Okay.
0: And now, the last one, this might be a little bit different. What if, you know, somebody's, maybe their home environment. Um, getting into you know even the way you know even the way you prepare foods can Mm -hmm. be healthy and not Mm -hmm. healthy Um, do you ever outsource like let's say like a feng shui specialist or something like that do you ever outsource that sort of stuff or you know because I'm I'm assuming you're not going to people's houses and saying, okay take out these Oreos and you know get rid of that oil because it's no good you're using canola you know do you ever outsource that sort of stuff too like is Um, it ever going into that much detail
1: no, no no okay no but if people ask me, then yeah. I fully support that. Okay. In um, if they want to, if they, and if they have, if they have a direction that they want to go in themselves, yeah. Or they want to talk about it, then I'm absolutely open to sharing okay. knowledge in that area.
0: So, how, how what do you have all in this office, then, in this complex that you would normally use? You got your dad next door,
1: right? And yeah. is there
0: anybody else? Anybody else that you kind of uh, work with on a reg, semi-regular basis? Anybody else, There's or is some it between midwives, there's midwives? on the first floor. <laughs> okay.
1: And so. Um, People from the Richmond area, because midwifery is very jurisdictional, mm-hmm. um, and so women who are pregnant and living in the Richmond area or the Delta area mm-hmm. uh, and wanting to go with midwifery, then I can recommend them, and I do recommend them to look at. Okay. wives.
0: nice. Yeah. Now on your website, and this is where I noticed it's really interesting. You have a um, to give people kind of a, I guess a really easy view of what traditional Chinese medicine is. You have a picture of a garden. Right. Do you know which picture I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, yon yeah. that garden. You, you what? What's that picture for? What's what you right example you're trying to give? Yes, the yeah, garbage. garbage it's a garbage picture of it. a garden with garbage. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 What, what's the point of that?
1: So the point of that is that if we if we're not taking care of our health, and I say health broadly speaking in those three categories, those three levels, mm-hmm. uh, the physical, emotional, mental, and the spiritual. Okay. If we're not taking care of ourselves in those three areas, we're going to collect a lot of garbage. Mm-hmm. And some of that is very physical. That's going to prevent. That's going to present a lot of physical symptoms. Okay. Um, we also can take on a lot of other people's stuff emotionally, mentally, whether we're aware of it or not. For sure. And that is also a lot of garbage. And spiritually, um, that happens as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether it's ghosts from where we're living, living in, and we're exposed to ghosts, and this is all very medical, Chico. Uh, okay. Type when of you word. say
0: ghosts, you mean like a negative, sort of like.
1: Not necessarily negative. Yeah, but okay. it could be a, a person who is deceased and okay. the ghost the 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 ghost of that being, that person, hasn't been able to oh, go, okay. back, oh, go back gotcha. to the light. And oh, okay. So they're stagnant. It's a stagnant form of energy in the space where a person is living. And it can be in the bedroom, it can be anywhere in the house, it can be um, where the person is working, oh, okay. or traveling to. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So then so the garden analogy then is basically You see this garden was covered in trash, the first thing you do is you get rid of the trash, the physical stuff, you you just get that out of the way. You want to clean
1: up that trash. And then from there
0: you just start cleaning up the whole environment around it, so that's a flourishing garden again. Yes.
1: Okay. And replanting. Yeah. It's also replanting and, and choosing different seeds to put in yeah the garden space for oh, sure
0: yeah. now what are the three you have three philosophies and then on your website and then you have kind of your three methods mm-hmm. what are the what are the three philosophies mm-hmm. so we, we just have talked about the three i guess but what are the three methods then that's so the, primarily the
1: three-step treatment process. yeah the
0: three-step treatment
1: process. so when people first come in and see me um oftentimes they're very desperate okay and because the they, they, they haven't have got answers from anywhere else from the from doctor people. gives them one right. second right and so when they give me their full story, um, then I, I want to look at okay. Top priority, let's deal with what is bothering you right now. That's your main concern. Let's, okay. Let's just deal with that. And. Um, so the primary so issue. The primary issue. So we okay. want to relieve the symptoms. Okay. And. That's really important for people because... So step one is
0: reduction of the primary symptoms or, or, right. the, or the top f- two or three.
1: Exactly. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, reduction or even relief completely. Okay. Um, then the next step is getting them... Once people have a sense of relief of their major symptoms, then mm-hmm. they can see a bit of a bigger picture.
0: Okay. Because they're not focusing just on the pain or right. on that.
1: Exactly. Whether it's emotional pain or physical pain or any okay. other type of pain. Um, then they can kind of see the bigger picture and they can see a bit more what they can do. People are a little bit more open to taking some responsibility of what they can do. So then that's where I really encourage people to take on um, the suggestions that I have sent them home with in the first visit okay. and, and start applying them. And when they apply them, then um, they're getting more into the root causes.
0: Gotcha. So if you were to, so if step one would be, if you were to put in one word, would be reduction.
1: Mm-hmm. or oh, relief. Relief, relief mm-hmm. or
0: reduction. Step two would be in one word what would it be probably or one phrase um,
1: maybe? Treat the root.
0: Treat the root, okay. Yeah. And then the third
1: step? The third step is maintaining balance. Okay. Yeah.
0: So and that's
1: it's sense. not like, you know, each of those steps is going to be one treatment. Mm-hmm. Right. Each of those steps is going to be a series of their own treatments. Yeah, for sure. And by the time they get to maintaining balance they're maybe seeing me once every six months. Okay. Or once a year.
0: Okay. So they, they just do periodic check-ins right. with you. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, one thing I really found really interesting on your site, and I really didn't want to forget, you offer some kind of course or courses. Yeah. As, uh, you have a, it's a 60-hour... 50, like hour. 50 hours mm-hmm. of the basics.
1: Of traditional Chinese medicine, the traditional
0: Chinese medicine yes. basics, and then thirty-two of the advanced. Right. Or like that, right. So, what would that be? Because you said it's like for five years. You said five years of training to <laughs> f- <laughs> knock it down <laughs> into fifty hours. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what What are you What are you going to learn in that? Like, like, is who's that aimed at? Is that aimed at just general people to take control of their own health? Is it aimed at? Um, people who are like maybe massage or people who are in the at the health field like personal right. trainer like who is it aimed at right. and what do you learn
1: okay because I thought it was
0: really interesting yeah
1: thanks for bringing that up right. so I've been in a three-year um, medical Qigong program myself okay and to be certified by the International Institute of medical Qigong requires that all of the medical Qigong students in the program have a basics and an advanced level of TCM understanding so a total of um, eighty two hours. Okay. Fifty and thirty
0: two. Okay, so hence so your
1: part one, I already part two. have those hours because of doing my five years in, in Chinese medicine. Okay. But my, my medical qigong colleagues, a lot of them did not because they're coming from various other fields that are some of them not entire not not at all related to any health profession. Mm-hmm. Um so they asked me to put course together. Okay. And um and that's what I did. So, I, I put a course together, and it was, it was really initially geared for um, these medical qigong students who are coming through this three-year program okay. and want to have a foundation of Chinese medicine theory and knowledge that supports everything that they're doing on a much more spiritual level with the medical qigong and the healing aspects to give some um, grounding to what is okay. being taught.
0: Now, you had said it was originally for those people.
1: Yeah.
0: Th- it seems to be that it might have been originally for them, but it's expanded to... I haven't expanded it yet. No? Okay. To,
1: um, so the
0: general public is not welcome yet. Not at
1: this point, <laughs> not, no.
0: Not at this point. But
1: perhaps at some point. Okay. Perhaps at some point. Because
0: I think, I personally think, because I run um you know, we r- I'm st- st- developing right now a kind of a, a holistic fitness academy mm. which, where we're gonna be talking, you know, a lot about exercise, obviously, yep. but also about movement, um, about holistic nutrition. I mean, we got a segment on feng shui. Right. We got a segment on biophilic design. We got, right. and I'm starting the Shinrin Yoku Club of Vancouver, okay. you know, earthing and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And one of the things I want to do actually, um, the Shinrin Yoku Club is interesting because it's actually by um, donation only, it's mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. So it's by donation only. But even with the all my businesses, Percentage goes into charity because I want to build reflexology foot rings in parks. Um, So I think, you know, I think this is the kind of stuff that people would really like to learn, even the basics of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Particularly when it comes to like fitness trainers or, you know, people that are in charge of other people's health. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, a lot of the times people just, you know, all we know is, you know, exercise and the basics of nutrition. And I think it'd be really good to open up their minds to, to just new stuff. Right. So so that's just something for you to think about. Because I think it'd be great. <laughs> okay. And the last thing I want to ask you about really quick is um, so Chinese traditional Chinese medicine is basically looking at the whole, yes. where regular Western medicine for the most part tends to be very compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. But there's a new trend right now in medicine. It's very slow, but it's called functional mm-hmm. medicine. Have you mm-hmm. heard? You know what that? Yeah, have you heard about yeah. that. And it's, I, I find it very interesting because it's really, like, when you describe it, if you just describe it, it's looking at all the, the lifestyle factors that go into a disease. And, and so it almost sounds to me like it's like, the description is almost like the, same, the two are the same. Mm. Um, it's really interesting. So I think, what, what are your views on kind of that, that Eastern philosophy, at least, of, of like the whole kind of starting to take root in Western medicine?
1: I think that's great yeah I do think that's great. yeah I think, having said that, I also think that there's a lot more room mm-hmm. for the compartmentality of Western medicine to still work together with the holistic aspect of Eastern medicines. okay. there's a lot more room for um, complementary
0: yeah care. So you whatever. don't and see them as necessarily
1: an example like that. No, I don't see them doing like this at all, and that's okay. that's why. You know, my father is an MD can, and I can work together, yeah. no problem.
0: Yeah, so what's and your example?
1: My example is both in Taiwan and in China, mm-hmm. you have um, several different types of hospitals. You have your Western-only hospital. Okay. You have your TCM-only hospital. Okay. But you also have hospitals that combine them equally. Oh, okay. You also have hospitals that are Western, but they have TCM departments within them. Oh, okay. And you have TCM hospitals that have Western departments within them, oh, okay. where they have the X-ray department, the radiology department, the hormone panel, um, and blood, blood and work, yeah. and all of this. Okay. In Taiwan, it's another interesting case because when I was there for my internship, I'm working in the TCM hospital,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but literally 150 meters next door is the Western hospital, okay. and both hospitals have access to each other's records.
0: Oh, okay. So the two hospitals work together?
1: Yes, oh, okay. yes. So the doctor in the TCM hospital um, refers the patient to get x-rays or blood work and can immediately have access to those records oh, through wow. the computer. Oh, okay. um, and, and so it's, it's yeah. set up really, really well. And so yeah. that's an example of um, how those two forms of medicine can work in a complementary yeah.
0: way. Well, it makes sense. When I was in Thailand, because I lived in Thailand for four years, just moved back, um, there was a private hospital there, you know, a big private hospital with the MRIs and the x-rays and everything like that, but on the bottom floor, they actually had traditional Chinese medicine right, um, right inside there, right on the very bottom floor. You walk in, and there's basically a sign that says, you know, x-rays up this way, paleology this way, and then, you yeah. know, Chinese medicine yeah. that way. Exactly. And then I was talking to a friend. She's a holistic nutritionist, and we she does iridology. Okay. And uh, she was just saying, because I said, you know, what's the Western appeal on, you know, what's the Western medicine thing about iridology? And she was talking about how in Europe, all the mainstream you know westernized hospitals all have an iridology department
1: and that's specific just for your viewers eyes yes yeah, yeah exactly yes
0: yeah. yeah the iris yeah so but I just thought it was so, so a similar idea but in Europe you know that they have you know the western medicine hospitals but they still have an iridology department and then over in Asia you're saying that the traditional western ones can have a, 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 right. a traditional Chinese like medicine we have, aspect.
1: Like, and we have our TCM gynecology TCM pediatrics TCM Geriatrics, TCM Neurology, TCM Psychology. We have all of those departments, so to speak, Mm -hmm. within TCM, um, and people can specialize within those. Particular areas. Okay, well.
0: so there's yeah. actually traditional Chinese medicine specialties you can go yes. into for different yes. stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess that would make sense because I mean, there's probably some herbs yeah, I would guess you can't use too much for kids or you'd have to be That's careful. Right. That That's the, right. I mean, even for older and people even for too. Older people. Like blood thinning yep. ones and stuff yep. like that. You have to be yep. a little more careful mm-hmm. on. Now, are there any, last question, are there any um, hospitals that you know of, maybe North America, that are kind of using that model or is it still? Kind of separate over here. You have your TCM buildings like this, and then you have your hospitals like across the road.
1: Hospitals? Um, I can't think of any hospitals that okay. are, are doing this. Clinics? Yes, there's lots of clinics. Okay, so there's
0: lots of private clinics, but mm-hmm. none of the major yes. hospitals have started to Not organize that, that quite yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. some somewhere. but. Cool. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell people about traditional Chinese medicine? Maybe who have never tried it before, and maybe they're interested now I, yeah. and a little more. Should they be scared? What can they expect? <laughs> like, I'm scared. I've never been it before. I'm using one. To the doctor he gives me my aspirin. You know, sends me on my way.
1: I think the only thing that I would say to your viewers who maybe have never tried Chinese medicine is. Um, you know just have an open mind and find somebody who you might feel comfortable with mm-hmm. in your area and and go for a visit just go for even a consult and, um, yeah. and just see.
0: If somebody's interested in it can they reach out and just get a consultation? Like can they reach out and just ask you? Like, Well not you but traditional Chinese medicine doctors are they pretty welcoming for the most part to people asking about it? Cause I,
1: would, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. okay yeah. great. Yeah, If they just want to hear you know what what their constitution type is Get a general checkup on their health, mm-hmm. um, and and receive a you know a one-time consultation. Um, yeah, most Chinese medicine practitioners, I would say, are open to that.
0: Perfect. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time and being on the show. I think it was a lot. of. There's a lot to cover. We could go on forever, really. You know, five years. We had to condense it down into 52 minutes. <laughs> so, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure you uh, check out a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner in your area. Really interesting stuff. Uh, you know, on this show, we're all about thinking uh, about the bigger picture you know not just thinking about just that what is the symptom and how do i get rid of it but we want to know you know what's causing it and what we can do in the future to make sure it doesn't come back so anyways (laughs) hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you again soon